Hello and welcome back to another edition of Laurent Robert's Left Peg, the Newcastle United podcast brought to you by AMS Media. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon, and I'm joined by another Harry, a far more knowledgeable Harry when it comes to Newcastle United related matters. It's Harry DeCosimo. Welcome back, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Harry. Great to catch up with you. It's been a couple of weeks, been away. It yeah. has, it has. It's been a really, really hectic couple of weeks, and of course, um, you know, you're in the same boat in terms of uh, work. It's been a, a very strange time for us in the in the business. And of course, um, I, I hold my hands up. The reason we didn't release a show last week was because of me. Um, been really, really busy, um, which is a good thing, of course. But now that we're going to get into some form of routine, we should be able to get things back on track and, and back on the right road. So looking forward to some normality after many months of things being really, really up in the air. Um Harry, let's begin by talking about the takeover. Now, everything Newcastle related at the moment just feels as though it's overshadowed by this takeover. There's still been no announcement in regards to whether the Saudi-led consortium have passed the Premier League's checks. People are starting to panic now. Every week we keep being told, oh, it's imminent, it's imminent, it's almost time for the cans. But it hasn't happened yet. So from your understanding, what on earth is going on? I think it's still going to happen, um, is my belief, and I'm, uh, that's not wavered. Um, I'm not going to give running updates like I was in the first few weeks because, I'll, as I said, uh, as I alluded to a couple of weeks ago in the last one we did, at the time I was going into the, each show thinking it would be a matter of days from that show, and we would the next one would be celebrating with, with celebrating the end of the Mike Ashley era. Um, so I'm not going to give a time frame on when it'll happen. My belief is it'll still happen. That hasn't wavered, as I, as I said. Hopefully that'll be enough for the listeners to uh, to hold on to. I think that with everything that's happened, it sounds like we're repeating ourselves, but with everything that's happened with the Project Restart and XYZ, Richard Masters in the week has said that um, he's kept his um, cards close to his chest, whether you know the decision's even been made and it hasn't been announced or or it more likely it's still yet to be made. They're still looking at things. Various different people saying that the piracy issue that, that seems to be the holdup on the face of it is, is not going to be a problem in the end. Um, the general feeling is still it will happen. The problem is that I think something needs to give now, either on the most, mainly on the Newcastle United side, because um, the deal is done. From, from Ashley's point of view, the deal is done. The club are in limbo waiting to change hands. Um, so, and I know there was a spe- there was a rumour that Ashley wanted to announce it before, but had, couldn't. But I think something needs to be said now because fans are, as you mentioned, Harry, in, in, in limbo. The club's in limbo. Nobody can say anything. There's a real negative undercurrent to, the, to these talks. It isn't just waiting for the Ashley era to end because as this happens the money for the next season's uh, season tickets are still being taken out of the of accounts despite the fact that this season hasn't yet finished and there's no clear sign as to whether there's going to be a hold up on next season obviously with project restart now in full flow the idea is that the season gets finished but if there's another uh, a second wave or or if this this wave because it's still the coronavirus is still an issue uh, doesn't slow down then then football might re- might restop if you like and there would be a, a way to curtail it so there's no guarantees of when next season's going to start yet. And the fact that the club is still taking money out of people's accounts means that something needs to be said because there's a whole lot of unfairness surrounding 
this this takeover at the moment, and I think that my belief is it'll still happen. Long as answer, but I think that the need is for something to be said because uh, supporters not just waiting for the for the takeover to happen and for, to get the cans out, but also um, who are having their money taken out of their account despite no promise of of seeing a, a return on that is uh, is is growing. So I think that that needs to to something needs to happen. Exactly. Indeed. Completely agree. Um, some more positive news is that, of course, the Premier League is, is set to return. 17th of June, uh, will be, the first game will be uh, Arsenal against Manchester City or Manchester City against Arsenal, I should say. Uh, and that was the last game before the game started getting cancelled. It was scheduled to take place on the Wednesday. It was cancelled on the Tuesday night really, mm. really late. So that's how the season's going to resume. I'm sure as we approach the start and the kickoff, we'll be previewing uh, Newcastle United's games in great detail as well as reviewing them on the other side as well. So make sure you're subscribed for that. Make sure you follow LRLP podcast on Twitter and that way you will never miss uh, any content that we put out. We'll have a YouTube channel up and running by then as well. So you can see our lovely faces if you prefer. Um, let's talk about you know, there's been some crazy events going on in the States at the moment. We've seen, obviously, the murder of George Floyd um, by that police officer who was completely out of order. I don't even know how in 2020 we're still seeing things like that. Newcastle United have uh, have shown, you know, their respect. And sh- I guess it's a mark of solidarity. You know, the, the team took a knee today in training um, and posted a picture with the hashtag United as one. What have you made of the whole thing? Well, that was apparently uh, done by instigated by Jamal Sells, um, the captain, which shows great leadership and, and, as you say, solidarity with the situation. I, I can't fathom how people are discussing this as a political matter. And I, we don't want to go too much into it because, we're, you know, we're, we're here to talk about football. But um, from my perspective, I don't understand how people are calling this political when it's a clearly humanitarian issue. Um, DeAndre Yedlin came out and said, what he said on on uh, on uh, Facebook, sorry, Twitter today. Obviously, an American national playing for Newcastle United, playing for the United States, and he spoke very candidly about his grandfather, um, who, and he said he he can't, you know, basically that he can't believe that his his grandson is is still going through the same issues as as he as he went through when he was born in in 1946. I think uh, DeAndre said so. Yeah, I think these things, you know. I think there was a lot of speculation as to how, you know, players making uh, statements and, and things would be respect would be responded to if they, you know, take like Jaden Sancho at the weekend taking his shirt off and releasing a message and things. How those things would be dealt with in the Premier League and FIFA said to use the common sense. I think that the whole thing is, is you know, I'm completely as everybody should be. It shouldn't be an issue for any every any anybody in my opinion to to be fully fully behind this movement because. Because it's it, it's it's such a problem, and and anyone who can't see that really needs to take a look at themselves. And I don't, you know, I ha- I saw a lot of people coming out against the idea that people discussing what Sancho did and what players might do as a political thing. And there is obviously a, a rule in, in in the FIFA. I don't know if it's FIFA or the FA. Certainly, that you can't make political statements. You know, would be at banners or or statements on shirts or anything like that uh, without breaking the rules so I, but I don't personally as I said I don't see this as a as a, politi- a political issue at all I think it's it's much deeper than that and should be seen as such 
Absolutely. And it is great to see so many people behind something that is so important. And it makes you wonder when you see so many people coming out in support of this and, and in support of the, the justice coming to those who obviously uh, caused the incident in the first place. It is hard to imagine that there's still so many um, that don't have that opinion. And that's why we're still seeing this crap, basically, in 2020. It's an absolute mess. It's an absolute shit show. And we always talk about footballers and their responsibilities and we're very quick to blast them when they do something wrong and when they don't lead by example I think they deserve credit here though for leading by example and it's not just the Newcastle guys you know we've seen it from a lot of clubs a lot of uh, players I mean Instagram was basically black today if you scrolled through your Instagram feed everybody posted the 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 dark black uh, image which was just a black background essentially to black out uh, Instagram, I think it, the hashtag was Blackout Tuesday. Um, and that's powerful in itself. And, you know, people might think that taking to your phone and, and doing something on social media is not really that effective or isn't really that powerful. But when you consider how much of an impact social media has on life at the moment and how much of a huge role it plays in influencing people's opinions, people's views, uh, and the way people live their lives, I think it is a big, uh, a big thing. And, and, you know, credit to everybody who took part in it today. Let's um let, let's move on to to some transfer related news that has has been broken today. It's a story that's come out, uh, I believe, from the Times. But Harry, you can confirm. Um, Matty Longstaff is apparently uh, set to move to Serie A. It's understood that Udinese uh, are the front runners for his signature. They've said to have offered him a five year contract on better terms. Uh, than what Newcastle United have offered. I understand negotiations have broken down. Is that right? And just uh, let us know your understanding of the story. Yeah, the story broke through Martin Hardy, who's very well connected, uh, Times Northeast correspondent, um, very good journalist, and very close to the Longstaff brothers. So uh, he broke it, and then Sky Sports, uh, Keith Downey picked it up and, and said, you know, get the extra layers, you know, um, it's Serie A club it's Udinese it's double the wages apparently that, that Matty's currently on at Newcastle I've mentioned it to you in the in a previous episode where we talked about the Longstaff brothers how important they are to the fabric of Newcastle United and it's a disaster if, if, if uh, Matty goes Matty wants to stay but the problem with this is that, that both Longstaff brothers are almost a package deal that doesn't necessarily mean that Sean would definitely leave if Matty did but it would certainly burn a few bridges to the family because the the thing that the highlight of the season so far is undoubtedly Matty Longstaff's goal against Manchester United not just because you know it was his debut and, and, and all that stuff it was the the way that despite Mike Ashton's um, reign and the fact that it was months after Rafa Benitez had left and the club was on its knees in terms of its connection to the supporters it connected you know everyone in that ground I wasn't at the game that day I watched it on TV but everybody in that ground it, it felt like Newcastle United again because the the, the Geordie feel was at the front of it again and I think that Newcastle has, and long before Ashley has, has had an issue with keeping local players at the club they had to bring Peter Beersley back for example they had to bring obviously Alan Shearer back they let uh, Chris Waddle and um Obviously, not a Geordie, but a Northeast lad, uh, and they let Paul Gascoigne go. Steve Bruce never played for the club. Michael Carrick never played for the club. These fantastic footballers. You know, it's wrong to say that the Northeast isn't a hotbed or hasn't always been a hotbed for football because it has. You know, just name those players. Not you know, not all of them. All of them should be Newcastle United legends, 
how many are? I mean, Shearer, um, Gascoigne, you know, went and did his best stuff at Tottenham and Lazio and Rangers in England. He's best known for, despite being a local lad. So these are the this is the thing that has to be mended. And the fact that Newcastle haven't been able to sort this deal out is is, is incredible. Uh, they should have sorted it out. Eight hundred and fifty pounds a week. He's reportedly been on. Uh, they should have sorted it out before he made his debut against Manchester United. In many ways, making his debut and giving him the opportunity to shine, while it benefited Newcastle immensely in the first uh, in the in the first place with the goal and the three points. Long term, uh, it's put him on a pedestal. It's, it's changed his the the view of him from being a young youth team player who Newcastle could you know keep in the corner if you like to a player that's got right the right to then say look I'm I'm worthy of this because I've done this and and short you know keeping Sean as I say they I don't necessarily think they are literally a package deal but as I've mentioned keeping Matty will do a great deal for keeping Sean Sean I know was interested at the very least in a move to Manchester United uh, last summer having spoken to his agent um and I don't think that, that either Longstaff have been very impressed with Newcastle's behaviour around this and, and approach to these negotiations. And this is the this is the end result to it. It hasn't happened yet, but I, I can't see Matty staying. And I think that's that's long term an issue for um, for for Sean as well. I know that that the new owners are likely going to want to speak to the likes of. Matty Long, so Andy Carroll, all these players who have contracts at the end of the season, just to sort of see the lay of the land. But it might be too late because um, I, I think that Matty, Matty is past the point of just sticking around for Newcastle because it's Newcastle. I think he'll he'll be seeing this as an opportunity to go to Italy, double the wages, and and, and learn a different culture and learn a different way of playing, um, which would be a massive shame. Just not just because he's a local lad, but also because he's a, a very good midfielder. Some would say actually better than Sean and. That's a massive shame if, if, if he doesn't fulfil his potential at Newcastle United. Here's my thing with this story, Harry. You know, I'm a massive fan of Serie A, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of work on Serie A. You know, had I not, if I didn't support the team I support, I probably would watch a lot more Serie A than Premier League, than La Liga, than Bundesliga, than anything else. Because for me, it's a really intriguing league. There's so much to it. The history of the clubs, um, the tactical side of it is incredible. And once you get into the ins and outs of it, you can get hooked on it very, very easily. It is a fantastic competition. My problem here is that if the issue with the long, with Longstaff is that the ambition at Newcastle United, he feels like they're stringing him along, maybe mugging him off a little bit in the sense of what they've put on the table. For me, deciding to go to Udinese, if indeed he does do that, doesn't really strike me as a step up. And I say that because Udinese are 14th in the Serie A table. They're not a club who are particularly travelling in a strong direction at the moment. Um, you know, so it, it would feel like the move is purely based on on finances. And then that kind of I know that players have to do what's right for them and their families. But when you're that young and when you've got that much ambition and you're complaining about what the club that you currently play for are putting on the table to turn around and say, I'm going because I want to go to Udinese just doesn't sit right with me. Had it been a Manchester United, like you mentioned, had it been. Even one of the, the, the higher sort of Serie A clubs. Yeah, you know, a Roma, a Napoli, even, even an Atalanta or, 
you know, yeah. or, or a Palmer, a club steeped in history, for example, I would understand that. Mm. I can't get my head around why he would want to go to Udinese. And the fact that it sounds like it's all money driven just doesn't sit right with me. There probably will be Newcastle supporters if the deal goes through and come out with that attitude. I've got no doubts about that because they'll be hurt that that he he leaves. And I think a lot of people, what I found crazy is a lot of people have in the past um, criticised the player who's left and called him a money grabber or said that they're, you know, that they that have whatever reason people aren't happy when a player leaves. At the same time, while slating Mike Ashley, and and you you've got to understand that players will sense and sense the the dis the disconnect between the club and and the owner, and sense where Newcastle are going and stuff. And I understand what you're saying about Udinese, but I think the fact that he would be happy to go to Udinese, even for double his wages, says more about the state of Newcastle United that he would be happy to go to to a club like that instead of staying at Newcastle, the club he, he loves, that is the, that is how bad the state of play has been from his perspective, I think, here. Um, you know, how how bad... And when you think about... And you talk to play, to players, ex-players, because the players who, who are currently working under Mike Ashley are not going to say anything, but ex-players you speak to, and they talk about the, the atmosphere within the club during the time that, that, uh, that Ashley was there. As I said... Um, I spoke to Jose Enrique a couple of weeks ago and we had a long discussion about how his protracted move to Liverpool happened and he went to the club in um, in after promotion and said, you know, I need a new contract. I've got two years left on my current deal. The club came back and said, let's see how you do in the Premier League because he, uh, he freely admits, you know, he had a fantastic year that year and acclimatised, but the previous two seasons that what happened there were he was he was lukewarm at best he was poor he was struggling he was getting to use to the language um, but what that did was it gave him the power to then go oh, okay fair enough but if I perform as I do then you know a big club's going to a big club's going to come in I want I want to go and that's what's happened here with Matty Longstaff obviously Jose Enrique then when the club came back to him um, in about February and March time and said look let's talk now because you've got a year left and he said well no because Liverpool will come to the table and I'm going to go and you can't dis- you can't disagree with that and I think that is effectively what's happened here with, with Matty Longstaff the deal should have been done when it wasn't on Newcastle's terms they should have recognised what they had before he scored that goal against Manchester United and his reputation went up hugely because that's what happened with Jose Enrique was that he was a he was well respected within Newcastle but because he'd only performed really well in the championship there were still doubts that Newcastle had that he would be able to do it in the in the Premier League from the, from the get go in that season he was excellent and you know Liverpool, Arsenal, there were a couple of other clubs chased him as well, um, and that's effectively what's happened with with, with Matty Longstaff. So I don't necessarily buy the the fact that the idea that it's just about money. I think the fact that it's Udinese says more about how bad Newcastle have dealt with this rather than you know how great the offer is from from Italy. Because as I say, I agree with what you're saying about it isn't Inter, it isn't Milan, even who are formerly great clubs, it isn't even up and coming or sort of small clubs on the face of it who are doing well at Atalanta either. So I get that, but I but I think that this is more of a statement of how badly Newcastle have dealt with this rather than how well Udinese are doing or anything that's worth it's more of a don't look back than look forward type thing. And I think that's really, really sad. Absolutely. 
interesting to see how that one develops, of course. And we know that the Premier League's return is imminent, providing that there are no more uh, issues and that the government don't uh, put a halt to it. But given the way that the government have just effectively told everyone they can pretty much do what the fuck they want now, I don't think that's going to happen. So um, it looks like the Premier League is coming back. It looks like Newcastle will be in action very, very soon. And as I already mentioned, uh, myself and Harry will be taking you through some previews ahead of those games and we'll also be looking back on those games in great detail we'll be doing those uh, in video form as well via our new youtube channel which is coming uh, asap so stay tuned uh, to the podcast for more information on that you can email us at lrlp podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at lrlp uh, podcast almost forgot that bit and harry how can people follow you I'm uh, at Harry DeCosmo on Twitter. There isn't as much going on there as I'd like because of the current uh, current financial and uh, situ and you know sporting situation. But I'm I'm there and I'm talking and you, you know follow me and uh, and see what's come coming in the next few weeks. Brilliant stuff, and there is great great stuff coming from Harry. Don't worry about that. Um, brilliant, lovely. Thank you all for tuning in once again. Don't forget to give us a like on the socials. Give us a follow. And if you haven't already and you're listening via Apple Podcasts, why not leave us a review? That's really, really important. Helps us climb up the rankings too. And we'll be back next week with some more Newcastle United talk. Until then, take care of yourselves. And most importantly, stay safe. <laughs>